Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. You may be familiar with the old saying, it's not what you know, but who you know. This week, God had something for me right here that truly astonished me, took my breath, helped me to see that I was looking at a piece of scripture totally backwards. God clearly showed me, and I'll share how he did that a little later in the show. He showed me that it's not really who you know that it matters. What will be eternally significant is Who knows you? (laughs) Will Jesus know your name? Will it be in his book? Even more significantly, does Jesus know you intimately? About now, you may be saying, Robbie, what in the world does this have to do with cars? Well, I'm glad you asked, because this principle is tremendously powerful when you think about it. Do you know a good mechanic or... Is it far more valuable for a good mechanic to know your car (laughs) intimately? If you're blessed with a good mechanic who knows your car intimately, then he can anticipate needs. They recognize symptoms more than anything else they care because they're invested in your car's health. So how do you get that kind of thing going for your car? Well, we're going to talk about that today. But back to that gigantic issue that's in all our lives. How do we know that Jesus knows us? Of course, we're praying that you know the gospel, that Jesus died for you, and you've accepted him as Lord of your life. But my guess is that Jesus has let you know that he knows you and knows you intimately even better than you know yourself. So to encourage many to seek out this intimacy with Jesus, I'm asking that you would call and tell us that story today, the time that Jesus encouraged you by sending something your way to let you know how well he knows you, and he knows you intimately. Maybe it was your favorite seashell that came rolling up right in front of you or a whale sighting like John Eldridge mentions in some of his books. We would love for you to call and encourage thousands, really, that Jesus sent you a wink. He sent you something special that only he knew that you would love, and you knew it was him calling, 866-348-7884. Call and share what Jesus sent you. That you knew right then that he must know me intimately, 866-348-7884, but also similarly in insurance, right? Bill, our Christian insurance guy, (laughs) is here with us today, and I guess it's not whether or not you know an insurance agent, but does that insurance agent know you? Who knows you in insurance? Buying insurance and placing claims can be very beneficial. Dealing with those 1-800 numbers that only try to find a way to undercut your current price can cost you a lot. Having an insurance professional who looks out for your best interest and knows your situation can be very helpful. I have saved a lot of people money talking some of them into placing a claim. And I've helped a lot of other people by talking them out of place in a claim. But without knowing your situation, you can yeah, get some bad advice. Because Bill knows me intimately. He knew I was going to go rent a sailboat last summer. And so he knew the things to warn me about because he knows me. 
And, and there's nothing like having somebody that knows you. So it's not always who you know, but maybe who knows you. We'd love to hear your story of how you knew that Jesus had your number. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. And we're going to certainly get into how do you find that kind of mechanic relationship and how do you establish that kind of relationship with your insurance broker um, agent. But coming up at the end of the show, I'm going to tease this a little bit. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. On this whole knowledge thing, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was studying this week, and I could clearly see something that lined up perfectly, but I couldn't make any sense of it. You see, in Isaiah chapter 11, where the prophet speaks of the seven spirits of God, I was studying the fifth spirit, which is the spirit of knowledge. And you may be familiar with the old saying, um, I mean, (laughs) the spirit of knowledge, and you can see where that might have to do with somebody knowing you. And as you may know, in the book of Revelation, John makes several references to these seven spirits of God. So when you go look up the fifth church that's mentioned of the seventh church, churches, what might that have to do with the spirit of knowledge? That was the quest I was on. And you can't help but note that each church gets something special from the Lord if they overcome when they're talking all the, the seven churches in the beginning of the book. And the fifth church of Sardis gets a white robe. That's what they get if they overcome. Well, the thing that lined up so perfectly with that that just sent me on this quest was that later on in the book when the fifth seal is opened, guess what they start handing out? White robes. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow. White robes are handed out to the fifth church. White robes are handed out at the fifth seal. And so I just started praying, what do white robes have to do with knowledge? Is there some connection there between the fifth spirit in the church? And I'm going to leave you there where I was praying, and I am going to cover that coming up at the end of the show. And if you see it already, I know you're sitting there going, wow, that's amazing. If not, we'll share that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the real black book. Of course, the Christian Car Guy Show is bringing the kingdom of God through an automotive platform. We would love to hear your story today. We are live, 866-348-7884. What's your story of when Jesus sent you something where he knew you? We have John in North Carolina. John, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Tell us your story. How did Jesus let you know he knew you? Okay, um... Look, I'm a long-time believer, um, <clears throat> but in 2008, uh, well, I I heard uh, something about uh, special significance of 2008. You might remember back in uh, 2007, there was something, there was a big gathering in uh, on 777, right. in July 7, 2007. Well, 2008... Um, was going to be 888, and uh, that was, there was the Olympics then, and uh, the the, uh, Chinese put uh, special stock in um, 888 as an auspicious number. Uh, Well, I heard, uh, and somebody sent me on the internet, that uh, Jesus' number was 888, and I thought, well, what are they talking about? What kind of numerology is this? Well, when you look at it... um, 888 is it, it there's a there's a, a numerology um, 
of taking the Greek letters, and they stood for numbers uh, since about 500 B.C., um, taking them, and uh, in nominative case, uh, Jesus uh, comes out to 888, when you add up the numbers of the Greek letters. Well, from that, uh, I won't go into that, but um, from that, I found out amazing stuff about this, uh, this kind of numerology um, in the Bible, like in the first verse of Genesis, and what it comes out to, and how it how it works out mathematically, and from that, I I became aware that the number 37 is very significant mathematically, and in in structure, and even in some very important equations, the number 37 is important, and uh, just in being conscious of that, now, every time I see the number 37, it's like as you said, the Lord winking at me. And <laughs> I do see it often. Now, I I can't go into, well, if I saw, say, 19, um, would that be, wouldn't I see that just as much as 37? Well, maybe, but still, when I see 37, um, and I notice it, I mean, it just subconsciously it's there um, to notice it, but it is like the Lord winking at me, as you were saying. Yeah, it's, it's so he, he, he knows, and I... I see what you're saying, John, because he knows what it is that we've been studying and praying about and trying to understand as we seek to know him better. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he, he's like, I'm paying attention. Look, here, here's this little wink. And that is so cool. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what I was talking about, John. God bless you. I appreciate yeah. you calling in today. That is awesome. Thank you. Okay. Blessing to you. Blessings to you. All right. We have Tom is in Maple Valley, Washington. Tom, you're on the Christian Car Guy show how did Jesus let you know he knows you? Well, <clears throat> I I also am a longtime Christian, and we had a daughter. Her name was Faith, and she had fought a two-and-a-half-year battle with cancer. Oh. She was in her hospital room. It was the last day she was alive, and she could barely breathe, and she, for the last Next to the last time she got out of her bed, she went to the window. Tom, and I, but up. you have no idea how bad I hate to make you pause right now, but we're fixing to go to break, and I know everybody wants to know what happened here. This sounds huge, and I'm so thankful that you called in. Can you hang on for us? We, when we come back from on the other side of the break, we'll hear the rest of Tom's story, and we want to hear yours. How do you know Jesus knows you? 866-34-TRUTH. It's who knows you. Does Jesus know your name? We are hearing those stories today on the Christian Car Guy thinking about, wow, it may not be who knows your car, but, you know, or who who you know that's a good mechanic, but does that good mechanic know your car? Same thing with insurance. we got all those things going on. But when we uh, open the show, I ask for folks to call in and let us know when Jesus 
had given you an, some type of a note, some type of message to let you know that he knows your name, that he knows your story, that this ultimately will be the test of whether or not, you know, when, when we get into heaven. And Tom called in from Maple Valley, Washington, and he started to tell his story about losing his daughter tragically. Tom, I'm so sorry we interrupted you, but I'm very anxious to hear what happened. Well, through the two-and-a-half-year battle, my wife and I were trying to find God in this. Where is God? Our prayers are going unanswered. We're just not We're just not feeling him. And we know God's there. We know he's with us. But on this last day, Faith got out of her bed, and she went to the window. It was uh, May 2nd. 2002, and she looked up into the sky, and she said, do you see that? And my wife was on one side, and I was on the other, and we were looking up in the sky, and we said, is it white? Is it an angel trying to figure out what is she seeing? She says, no. I said, well, what is it? She says, it's clear, and it's round, and apparently it was a long way away. And I says, no, sweetie, we don't see that. And so she accepted that, got into bed, and about an hour later, she got out one last time. The last time she got out of bed, she went to the window and trailing her oxygen tube, and she says, you have to see it now. It's huge, and it's right outside my window. And I said, is it clear, and is it round? And she said, you do see it. And my wife, in her wisdom, she says, no, sweetie, you're seeing something with spiritual eyes that we don't see. And it was after she passed, it it occurred to me that God says that I'll never leave you or forsake you. He's with us all the time. And then after she died, he says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I think what happened is that God was saying, my answer for her healing is no. But I'm going to show you this, this experience, to let you know that I'm here, and I'm waiting. Well, oh my, Tom, that's... And I'm taking her, and she's going to be with me. So so God, God is faithful. He is good. And, and that was my experience. And it's an amazing amount of grace that he often gives us when we are in a time of desperate need. And, yeah, and, and, and I'm so thankful that we have that to look back on it. He, he didn't have to do it. That was not necessary. And, and I know it doesn't happen for everybody, but, but um, it, it was just confirmation that his word is true. And... Uh, if that has happened to somebody else, that uh, they can be assured that God is there. He's he's, and when that child, uh, that baby or that adult child does pass, that they're passing into His arms. Yeah. Wow. That's that's exactly what I was speaking to today, Tom. Is those He sends us those messages. He knows us better than we even know ourselves to let us know those things. And in there, interestingly, your daughter's name was Faith. Faith, Faith Joy, named after Hebrews eleven one, and because of faith in Christ, we have the joy of this child. 
I know that Tom, with your your courageous phone call today, you increased the faith of many who um, now know that he will be there in their moment as well. God bless you, brother. I appreciate you so much calling in and encourage to make that call today. God bless you. Thank you. Well, Bill, um, that's a tough story. I, my daughter had leukemia, and we, we had a few instances where we had real questions about what was going on, and God was good, and God showed himself. But my heart goes out to all those that have lost a child, and it's wonderful to know that people can see Jesus and to see God even in those those difficult times. Yeah, because, again, it's going to not be necessarily who you know. It's going to be whether or not he knows you. And what I wanted to, and I was, I'm so thankful for that phone call because I think others can be encouraged as we share those stories of where he did that for you. People hear that and go, that sounds just like what happened in my life. And it reassures us that, yes, he's there. He is with us always. We need to hear your story. 866 Three, four, truth is the number to call in and share, Bill. One, one of my most enjoyable responsibilities in life was I was chairman of our Christian Action Committee at church. And uh, part of that was to cut checks for worthy organizations. We had an interim minister who said, I want you to go to this, this dinner with the Gideons. I said, you know, why not just write the check, mail it? It really had me frustrated. Show up for this meeting, and it's a new members meeting. Oh, absolutely fit to be tied. I'm sitting there at a table with this guy that's doing a hard sell pitch on me. And I don't know if the folks know the Gideons, but it's a businessmen's group. And the purpose is to share your faith and to pass out Bibles. If you've seen a Bible in a hotel or a hospital, it was probably a Gideon Bible. And I remember walking out of that meeting just as clear as day saying, God, this is a really great, important group. But if you want me to join, you've got to free up my schedule. I just don't have the time for this. And uh, we'll talk about. Yeah, he he sent some a few winks your way. We're going to hear those. (laughs) But also, we do want to share. How do you get to know that good mechanic? How do you get to get uh, an agent that that knows your story? And how important is that in our everyday lives of stewardship? So we're getting all that on the Christian Car Guy Show. Don't worry, but we need your call. Your story, how did God wink at you? 866-348-7884. He calls me chosen. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. It may not be that you know a good mechanic, but does a good mechanic know your car? It may not be that you know a good insurance agent. Does that insurance agent know your needs? Does he understand what it is that, that you're going through? We are talking today about intimacy with Jesus. How do you know? Did he send you some kind of message? Did he send you a wink of some kind that he knows you well? And Bill was sharing his story. We got lots and lots of calls lined up of people calling in with their stories. I'm so excited to hear them. But Bill was finishing up his. 
that you told God he was going to have to clear your story, uh, clear your schedule if, if you were going to be a Gideon. <laughs> but I, I, I had the job at the church, and then I had a Cub Scout den that we set up in a Hispanic neighborhood. I was sixth year as treasurer for PTA, and if you know anything about the PTA, that's a no-no. But nobody else wanted it. And then I was soccer coach, and I hate to say I love my son, but I hated coaching soccer. But they said that if I didn't coach, he wouldn't have a chance to play. So Monday morning, I get this phone call, and these uh, this lady said, we want to set up a kid's cafe. Uh, we want to set up a program. We've got three churches. We've got eight volunteers from three churches, and we want to do a dinner, uh, dinner, a hour of playtime, and an hour of tutoring for all the kids in the neighborhood that you've got your Cub Scout program in. I said, golly, that is absolutely phenomenal, because I set the Cub Scout den up around the PTA in the church, and they said, uh, we need your help. And I said, well, I don't understand. She said, well, the, the director of the apartment complex said the only way this would work is if they got hold of me and I helped introduce them to the families and that it had to interfere with the Cub Scout program. I said, well, you know, here I'm giving them two hours a week and you're going to give them three hours a night, three nights a week. You know, this is why we set this up. So we transitioned that. And the next day I get a call from somebody who said, we just moved down here from New York and I want to get involved in the PTA. I was treasurer of my last PTA and the principal said that I should call you to help get plugged in. Well, there's job two gone. And then Wednesday comes, and these two dads walk up, and they says, you know, we were talking. We were coaches of our older son's soccer team, and um, we were discussing that you know, we, we might like to take over the soccer coaching responsibility under one condition. I said, you two fellas have prior experience, and you want to take over the soccer and you've got one condition. They said, what's that? I said, well, two coaches are enough, and we won't need you. <laughs> okay, okay. So three jobs, one after another, and it just was absolutely no doubt in my mind that God oh. had heard me. There you go. How do you know God's winking at you? We got Tiff is in High Point, North Carolina. Tiff, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Tell hey there. Us, tell us your story. Well, I've got a lot of stories. I just have to talk a little bit. I, I keep a list of some of the major things God's done in my life. Uh, where I mean, were really miracles that had to be Him and that were tremendous. And uh, they run about 76 of them. And uh, He's been working all my life. Uh, he saved me when I was eight years, when I was 11 years old. It's a boy scout. I was trying to get on a big horse, and my wife. My brother was on it, and uh, the horse jumped. My foot went through a stirrup, and I went on the ground, and the horse's hoof was coming down on top of my face. I was laying in sand, and I had given my last pull. He moved me, and I've known a lot of people have had these things. things one guy who said a train should have killed him, and another one recently over here in Greensboro, North Carolina, was driving through the... Uh, driving through their parking lot in the main lane, and some car came right in front of them, and she... She was not a Christian. She said, there's no way we didn't hit him. There's absolutely no way. So, uh, but I've said, this idea that we get to know God, he put us on earth to be seeking, fearing after us and finding him, Paul says, 
And to me, that's what it is. It's not a matter of that you had an experience. I've had lots and lots. I've been in over my body. I've had been in accidents when I should have died. I've been in uh, uh, taking the medical college admissions test and thought I'd finished the section one time. And and I hadn't. I turned the page, so I'd missed some of it. And he came on me and just gave me all the answers and let me sight read a page of physics problems and know the answers, uh, two or three pages. I just went right through them. But there's so many things that God's done in my life and still does. And say, He put us here to be seeking and finding Him. And I don't think, for years, I was looking for Him. And uh, He was working in my life and doing miracles. He even spoke to me audibly one time when I was with my girlfriend up in Maine. And I knew that I couldn't even believe that. I hadn't made a room in my my mind to believe it. So I, uh, I told her, even though I thought it might cause me to lose her, I, I told her, I said, I just heard a voice. And I said, your father's going to die. But two months later, the only time I'd ever, I went to her house while I was there at school, I, uh, she lived 100 miles away. But he died the night that I was, I was wow. there. Uh, and so you've had those confirmations a bunch, Tiff. God bless you. I appreciate I you calling in very much. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, as we said, you know, one of the things that we've got to make a relationship here to, and I appreciate all, we got lots and lots of calls on them. I'll get to them in just a minute, is that it is, inc- it is extremely important from, there's nothing more important than obviously knowing God and being known by him. And that's what we're talking about. But also, you know, since this is a Christian car guy show, how do I find a good mechanic? That's one of the most common emails that I get as the Christian car guy. Robbie, how do I find a good mechanic in my area? And it is kind of an interesting thing that to know a good mechanic does not necessarily mean that he knows your car. Because there's a lot of great mechanics out there, but they're great on Hondas and you've got a Toyota. Or they're great on a Mercedes, but you've got a Dodge. And so these are all part of the issue that when mechanics become great, they become intimate with certain cars or they become intimate with certain systems within those cars. And so how do, I, how do I discern that? Well, prayer is a huge way. Knowing people, obviously, is one way. But one of the people that knows mechanics intimately are the parts people. And so if you're trying to find a good, you know, say, Toyota mechanic, if you go to the parts store at the Toyota place, I bet they know the great Toyota mechanics, the parts guys there, because they know who returns parts, what parts they use, and what cars they're familiar with working on. Same thing in an independent parts store like Napper, somebody that pl- supplies a lot of independent car places. They are handing out parts every day to people that, that work in different cars. So by going to a place like Napa and asking, you know, where's a good mechanic for a Toyota Camry? And, and who do you know that does that kind of work? And guess what? They often know. Even used parts places like um, Bob at 109 U Pull It, he knows which mechanics specialize in certain cars, which ones they're intimate with. And so prayer is huge, but also find the people that know the mechanics and those people who know them intimately know what parts they use and what cars they work on. We have, uh, Pat is in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Pat, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am wonderful and excited to hear your story about how Jesus winked at you. Well, before I say anything, I just want to tell you what a blessing your show is. I came upon it about a month ago, and every Saturday I make it a habit to turn you on. So I, you bless my life in many ways, and I just appreciate that. Oh, um, my, my story is um, 
I was brought up in a Christian home. Um, my mother uh, would always take myself and my sister and my brother to um, Sunday school and church. We would walk there about a half a mile. And I have such vivid, wonderful memories. I accepted the Lord when I was 11, um, very close to my father. Um, he would encourage me in tennis and come and watch my games in high school. I uh, just had a, a, a good bonding relationship with him. And when I was 16, he died of a heart attack. Oh. And I was totally devastated. Um, I can remember coming home and um, going into the bedroom by myself. He hung on about a week in the hospital. And I had been out with some friends. And when we came home, there were a lot of cars in front of the house. And I just knew Daddy had passed on. So I went in the bedroom. And um, I got on my knees. And I said, Dear Lord... I don't understand. Um, I love you, and you know I know I love you, but I need a sign. I know that you. I need to know that your hand was in this, dear Lord, because at this point I'm going to turn away from you. And the Lord was so gracious because He knew my heart. He knew this young 16-year-old girl was searching, and He came to me, and. Oh, I looked up, and his hands were outstretched. I did not see his face. He was in a robe, and I know in my heart it was Jesus. He looked at me as if to say, Pat, I'm here for you. And that's all I needed. Wow, wow, wow. Pat, I hate we're going to a break. That is so awesome. And I, I know so many people's hearts are going out to that story. We have got more coming up. Stay tuned. I don't need my name in lights I'm famous in my father's eyes I don't need my name in lights I'm famous in my father's eyes Make no mistake, he knows my name It's not who you know, it's who knows you (laughs) That's what we're talking about today on their Christian Car Guy show, or how well your mechanic may know your car, or is how well your insurance agent may know your situation to meet your needs. There's nothing like having biblical counsel. There's nothing like having a Christian in the car business. Nothing like having people that know your story or your car or your situation because they're invested in it. And there's nothing like having a Savior who knows you intimately. And I hate that Pat got gone. At, I don't know what happened either the phone line or whatever, right at the end of her glorious story. Um, it's so sad for the, to think of a 16-year-old girl losing her father, but I'm so thankful that we have a Savior who was there for her, who cared and showed her something very specific for her that day. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and we've got a lot of calls, and I'm going to try to get to as many as I possibly can, but an appraisal by the Real Black Book, That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift our voice for understanding. And, you know, this whole show came about for me because God was winking at me because he knew I was trying to understand this whole knowledge thing. And I've been studying that fifth spirit that's mentioned in Isaiah 11, the spirit of knowledge, and looking at it in all sorts of different angles. But one of the places that I went looking was in the book of Revelation. And the fifth church, which is in the church of Sardis, you might remember, if they overcome, they were going to get this white robe. And then when they opened the fifth seal, they, again, were handing out these white robes. And I kept on praying and asking God, what, Jesus, what does this mean, these white robes? What does this have to do with knowledge? 
And all of a sudden it hit me that biblical knowledge, in other words, when you know something to, you know, that Adam knew his wife and the next thing you know, you, you know, you got Seth <laughs> and, and, and all of a sudden I saw these robes as wedding gowns. And when Jesus knows us biblically, we're his bride. You see, and, and so it was backwards. The verse was on its head for me. I thought it was my knowledge of God, but no, it was the other way around. It's his knowledge of me, and his knowledge of me is how it is that we become intimate and how it is that um, he will know me. And in and, and that famous passage, Matthew, that worries a lot of us, <laughs> you know, when he says, I never knew you. Well, the good news is, there are lots of ways as I began to examine my own life that he has sent me messages to let me know that he knew me. And I don't want to, to, to miss that, nor do I want to miss any of these stories of the wonderful people that are calling in. We have uh, Tammy in North, in North Carolina. We're going to put her on the line. Tammy, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Tell us your story about when Jesus lets you know he knows you. Thanks, Robbie. Well, a couple, couple of summers ago, I started having this desire to have a sword. And that was not something that I had ever seriously thought about before. The sword that I wanted was the sword of Eowyn, who is the shield maiden of Rohan in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I went online and I started looking for it, and I actually found the sword. And I even started to purchase it a few different times Um I got all the way down to the point where I was ready to click the make the purchase button, and each time I would stop and say, God, should I do this? And each time he said, just wait, which was very frustrating to me because I thought, I don't even know why I want this sword, and now you're telling me I have to wait. So anyway, my 50th birthday was right around the corner, and... I started dreaming about what it would be like to receive this sword for my birthday, but I was embarrassed to tell anybody about it. So I kept quiet. The message that I heard from the enemy was, nobody would buy this for you. Nobody would think of you as someone who could use this sword well. Well, The afternoon came that we were going to go celebrate my birthday, and my mom said, you know, I really want to get you something special for your birthday. Is there anything that you want? And again, I just said, oh, no, there's there's not really anything. My family went out that night for dinner, and we met at a local restaurant. When I got there, my sister had gone ahead and had um, fixed the room up, and In the corner, I saw this box that would have been the right size for the sword. But, again, I quickly heard, that's not not what you think it is. That's a wall hanging or a shelf or something like that. We had a great dinner. Um, I got some really special things my sister had put together, some scrapbook pages with um, notes of well wishes and, and kind words from friends across the country and uh, my my family as well. And finally, it was time to open the present. You can imagine my heart was pounding, and I kept thinking, oh, could this really be? So I opened one end of the box, and I instantly saw the sword's handle. And I looked, um, you know, my eyes just 
got huge because this handle is um it's very distinct. It has two horses' heads that that face one another. So I looked at my brother-in-law and I said, "Is this Aylin's sword?" And he shook his head, "Yes." I could not believe it. Here was this <laughs> gift that nobody knew about but myself and the Lord. And, and, and that, that, and Tammy, you illustrated this so cool. I, and and you, you delivered on something I think is so critical for all of us that God really does care about the desires of your heart. And he knows stuff down in there that nobody else knows. And he's, 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 he's in a way that he's going to send you a wink to let you know, Tammy, Tammy, nobody else knew about this sword, right? Well, he put that desire there. Ah, (laughs) he gave me the desire of my heart. That is so cool, Tammy. Thank you so much for calling in with that. It blesses me. No end. Terrific. Right on. God bless you. Thank you. you. We have Anita is in Silverdale, Washington. Anita, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. We don't have a lot of time, but can you tell us quickly? Yes, good morning. Um, I came down the stairs and um, caught the tail end of the gentleman that was talking about, I, I discovered it was his daughter, oh, Faith. Yes. And um, I lost a son in 1983, um, who, interestingly, there was another gentleman talking about his foot oh, getting no. caught in a stirrup. That's mm. what happened to my son. Oh, no. But that's not the gist of my call. Um, the Lord has been faithful and held me through the most agonizing moment of my life, moments of my life, years of my life, losing my son. But, and needless to say, through a divorce, which often happens when people lose children, um, and moments after that, I walked away from the Lord for 11 years. And this is the whole purpose of my call. When I came back to the Lord, He was relentless. He brought me back to him, and he did it through um, the movie Passion of the Christ. Where I was at was at Ocean Shores, and this was in 2004. The fog was so thick when we went into the movie to see the movie um, that you could barely breathe, and um, it was through that movie and hearing the words going over and over in my mind, by my stripes you are healed, by my stripes you are healed, Isaiah 53, 5, I came out of the movie theater, and I looked up, and there was a complete, perfect circle of blue skies that had broken through that dense, thick fog. And I've never heard anybody talk about a complete circle until I heard that man, Tom, talking about his daughter, Faith Joy. And um, I I just am dumbfounded, and then also dumbfounded by your words of, of how the Lord has provided, and He is... We are his bride and the white gown um, because he has been my husband through these past years of being divorced. And I just praise the Lord for your show. And I just thank find you. Wow, what a great way to end the show. You blow me away. Well, if you've not had something like this, why not ask Jesus for your own wink this week? And then email me and let me know how he did it. I'd love to hear. God bless you. Thank you for listening.